Chapter 3. One Brown, One Hazel I'm overcome with the urge to change the subject, since I can see how much our conversation is causing you discomfort. On the other hand, my curiosity is piqued, and there isn't much to entertain in the prison syndicate these days. Is this normal, Dr. Graham? Will rubbed his face with his hands, trying to bring his breathing back down to a manageable state. He'd done this before— answered questions to criminals about the confusing and tumultuous train of thought that it was to have a soulmate while handling their own warped psyche. He'd worked with clients whose soulmates were in prison for horrendous acts of violence, for those whose soulmates suffered from alcoholism and drug addiction. Grief counseling wasn't just for those whose soulmates had died, but for every other sticky situation in between. Yes. He inhaled, held his breath, and exhaled sharply pushing out all of the negative thoughts in his head. It didn't work, but at least he tried. Compartmentalize, compartmentalize, compartmentalize. If you like, you could walk me through just what this is that's happening. Some of my work did correspond with soulmates, but nowhere near as detailed as your studies, from what I've read. You've sat it on court cases for soulmates, your knowledge covetous for prosecutors and defense attorneys alike. God, he was trying to find a middle ground? Needle under his skin to get deeper into his head, but also comfort him with the facts of the matter rather than his own horror in experiencing it? Will wasn't sure whether to laugh or cry at the thought of Hannibal Lecter, of all people, trying to help him come to terms with his own personal hell. The first few days are going to take time getting used to, he said at last, dragging his thumb over his bottom lip. You dream as they dream. Whose dream wins out? How was that determined? It's not entirely conclusive, since sleep studies aren't entirely conclusive, but the dreams with the most vivid imagery tend to take root first. I wonder what we will see, Lecter said with a small, delighted smile. Will shuddered. Um, you can expect to get small, sporadic flashes of emotion if they are felt in extremity, and pain is another linked association. If either one of us came to harm, the other would know it. That fades, though? For the most part. Will glanced up to the edge of the table and swallowed convulsively. There are soulmates that report still feeling pains of severity if their partner is hurt enough. From those studies, the soulmates reported having a strong bond emotionally, physically, as well as the simple connection of the eye color. Are you saying that to reassure me that the only bond we will ever have is the eye color, Dr. Graham? More to reassure myself, he thought savagely. You're going to want to touch. I do, Lecter replied amiably. 
Rather than seem repulsed by the thought of such a connection, he seemed almost overjoyed. It's a conscious thought to get over that, Will continued pointedly. He drummed his fingers to get rid of the urge himself. He longed to find out just how warm Lecter's skin was to the touch. This isn't something that encompasses every aspect of yourself. Soulmates don't consume. It's an added layer of connection to the people around us. A chemical reaction to the base instinct of human nature to connect, grow, and further mankind. Your DNA wanted to connect to mine, Hannibal said. Irrelevant. Will dismissed with a short wave of his hand. Very relevant, but he wouldn't entertain the thought. No matter the DNA, no matter the chemical reaction, we are not victims of our circumstance. Your forced regard for me isn't going to change the things you do, although you may feel the need to take it into consideration. As we've seen with soulmate violence, a person can still pull the trigger on their soulmate if they are feeling emotional enough. Are you saying that to warn me of your intentions, or are you reassuring me of my capacity to one day kill you? Will didn't rise to the bait. He thought of the nurse with no tongue and one eye, and he grimly looked to the drawings just over Hannibal's head. The aftermath of those actions, though, is traumatic. You don't feel empathy, Dr. Lecter. Please, just Hannibal. But you will most certainly feel something much like that if you harmed me. My pain would become your pain. He looked at Hannibal's chin, and his breath caught. He wondered what his skin would taste like on his lips. The kind of noises he'd make when he... No. I wonder at your empathy disorder if I would surely feel the sting of harming you on an emotional level. What would it do to you to raise your hand to me in violence? Will wet his lips and looked towards the file that sat just on the table, so close but so far. We're not going to find out. As long as you're locked up, I won't feel compelled to put a bullet in you. Saving your mental constitution for another day of crime-fighting, he said, and Will looked down to his worn shoes. I once had a patient that could hear the thoughts of their soulmate. How real was their reality? Lecter wondered. That is... very rare, Will said haggardly, and there aren't enough studies to conclude as to whether or not it was merely the emotional bond that allowed the soulmates to believe they could hear one another's thoughts because of the amount of contact they had. Best friends can boast conversations where they finish one another's sentences. I wonder what you would say if you could hear my thoughts, Dr. Graham, Hannibal said evenly. Will blanched. He didn't want to know the sordid things that happened in Hannibal Lecter's mind, let alone his reaction to it. He wasn't sure if he'd be revolted or comforted by them. Probably both. Do you have other questions for me, Dr. Lecter? He hoped fervently that he didn't. I'm intrigued by this. These three years for me in the cell have been dull. Nothing to wet my mind with. How troublesome is the distance? Troublesome, not impossible. Is it as burning as the desire to touch? The closer the soulmate is, the far more comfort and ease you'll feel. We have active-duty military personnel that fight overseas without their soulmate, though, so it is the same as emotional urges. Not an all-consuming need. You can consciously decide to not let it bother you. A bit of a lie, but he wasn't going to say that. Yes. But those overseas can only do so after a grueling psychiatric evaluation, yes? Yes, Will said slowly. That is why the military is far more comfortable with pairs within the same squad. They're less likely to defect because their partner's close by at all times. He rubbed his eyes, mostly the bad one. Definitely just rubbed the bad one. Am I tiring you? Hannibal queried. It was a trick question, 
one he didn't want to entertain. It's fine. Did you see the house, Will? Will noticed his switching between his title and his first name, an effort to throw him off balance with the changing between familiarity and professionalism. He also noted the change of subject, and he knew without knowing that some part of his discomfort had reached Hannibal, enough that Hannibal didn't want to trouble himself with the feeling any more. The idea of him caring about Will's emotions made bile burn in the back of his throat. He checked his breathing and drummed his fingers on his leg. Yes. There were no pictures of the backyard. I thought it curious, since there were detailed pictures of every corner of the house, but nothing on the backyard. It was large. A privacy fence that wrapped around two? Lecter prompted. Yes. A beat as Will pressed his palm flat on his leg to stop the tapping. Do you think he chooses that on purpose? Not only do I think it, but so do you, he replied. I could feel the spark of gratification from you as I said it. Will ignored the jab. He goes outside at some point. To breathe. To... Look around. His timing seems to correspond to the moon. If I felt such an affinity, I'd want to look at it while I painted my masterpiece. Masterpiece. Will repeated. You thought so, too. He held the mirror over the other eye as he stimulated himself with her corpse. When finished, he took the shard and placed it over her eye, violently removing the one that didn't belong. That changeover. He wanted to see how close it would feel to the real thing, yes? Will had noticed it, too. A fragment of mirror just at the corner of the mutilated eye hole. A small piece from a shattered part. After looking down at her, he didn't want to see her judgment of him. He covered her eye so that he could see his own in triumph. He imagines what it'd be to have a soulmate, so his conjecture is that she would not approve of what was done. Hannibal mused. Can a soulmate be sexually assaulted, Dr. Graham? Or is their own desire of touch sustaining enough that in the moment they want that contact? As I said, it's not an all-consuming thing. Will ground out. He decided to ignore the hungry look Hannibal was giving him, the hum of pleasure coiling in his guts. The feeling evoked does not overtake reason and logic. They very much can decide that no matter the chemical reaction in their mind, they don't want the contact. Then he covers her eye in shame. Lecter concluded. You would know that, though, Will pointed out. You first informed Chilton of your knowledge of this person. You know better than most this man's train of thought. As do you, I'd imagine. You went to the house, didn't you? You had to get a taste of the killer. Slide into his shoes in his mind. How did it feel, Will? He switched names, leaning forward slightly. Will wondered if the turn of his head came from his time being locked away, or if he always appeared so animalistic. How did it feel to walk into the room and imagine yourself as the man that made the walls bleed? You would know, Will repeated quietly. He glanced up to Hannibal's eyes, stared at the one that belonged to him. Pleasure hummed under his skin as a violent thread of disgust crawled down the knobs of his spine. I do now, Hannibal agreed. You are horrified at your ability to see such violence and understand. You marvel at how easy it would be for you to participate in it. You revel in the feeling of power, shocked at your associations. No barriers within your mind for the things you love. Are you going to be of help in this investigation, Dr. Elector, or are you not? Will demanded, skin darkening. He hadn't expected Hannibal to feel so far in, to see so much. Tell me now so that I don't waste my time. People are in danger. And you have a weakness for the kicked dog, Hannibal said smoothly. 
As I told Dr. Chilton, I know the man you're looking for. He was a patient of mine some years ago. Finally, Will resisted the urge to inch closer, trying to dampen the feeling of eagerness in his blood. You treated him, then. Ah, now I have your undivided attention, Hannibal remarked. He tapped himself on the chest, once, twice. I can feel it here. You're excited, Dr. Graham. Yes. If you let me touch you, I will continue. What? Will snapped, jerking back. As I said, if you let me touch you, I will continue. Will glared at him, first at his chest, then his shoulders. His fingers curled into fists on his knees, and he exhaled slowly. <sighs> no. You're going to try and keep us a secret, aren't you, Dr. Graham? His eyebrow quirked, and a smirk graced his lips. Yes, I can see just how well that would be. Colored contacts, a fringe across your eye, an eye patch when you're confident that you can fake an injury. You'll claim it was only a singular connection, and with your degrees at your career, your spotless career, they will believe you. But what happens when I refute that? Just what are the laws that bind you and I, the things that allow our presence around one another, the things that hinder us? Would Jack Crawford pull you from the case, ashamed? Would your partner— Two eyes exactly the same color, shy from you once they knew. You are content to be quiet, but there is no guarantee that I will remain so. I don't want your hands on me, Will said plaintively. I will not be grotesque. Lecter stood, and he all but swayed towards the bars, stopping an inch from them. Will felt his gaze like a brand, and he pointedly stared down at his shoes. Just your hand, just your palm to mine and I will tell you what you want to know so badly. Will stared at Lecter's shoes, those damned hideous hospital-issued shoes, and he swallowed with difficulty. He stood, and he was all too aware of the number of steps between them, the scent of off-brown soap that radiated from him. He shouldn't know these things, shouldn't be able to smell those things. He tried to comfort himself with the knowledge of what he'd told Hannibal, how those things faded with time. Conditioning and practice were the keys and as a doctor he had every single one of those keys at the ready to use, to lock doors no one else wanted when they found their soulmate. Why did his heart pound so furiously then? This is purely chemical, you know, he said, and he coughed to dispel the pressure on his jaw. He walked closer, paused just on the other side of the bars. He stared at the seam for the elastic band settled just on Hannibal's waist. So was love. So is anger and so is pain, Will. Lecter murmured. He held his hand out, palm up. It doesn't lessen its importance. Will grimaced, and he slowly, hesitantly, placed his hand in Hannibal's. It felt right. He trembled at the sensation through him, the essence of completion, of peace. Hannibal's palm was warm against his, and he interlaced their fingers, gripping with a tenderness that borderlined on romantic. Will looked up to see his eyes, one maroon and one blue, and he closed his tightly, not wanting to see, not wanting to see. The feeling of pleasure coursed through him, Hannibal's own reaction, a drowning man breaking the surface for his first breath of air. It made his knees weak, even as he wanted to weep. Beautiful, Hannibal murmured. Who was your patient, Dr. Lecter? Will forced himself to ask. He wanted to touch. He wanted to touch. Hannibal will, he reminded him. Hannibal, who was your patient? I will give you a clue, 
and do with it what you like. You will find the information through my old patient files, burrowed deep in the evidence lockers of the FBI, I imagine. Look for the one whose eyes match too well, and you'll see what you need to see. That's not a name, Hannibal. And this is not the only touching I want to do, Hannibal replied. His voice was venom, a serpent song. But for both of us, this will have to suffice. He let go of him, and Will fell against the bars, his arms falling to his side uselessly. Hannibal strolled to the table, and he returned the case file, fingertips grazing Will's as he smiled, ruthless, cold. I feel you in my skin, Will, he said darkly. Run along before I taste you on my tongue. Will held the case file tight to his chest, and he found himself once again fleeing maximum security. He forced himself to walk through a park, hands crammed into his pockets. He stared up at the sky. He stared at the ground below. He worked on breathing, on counting back from ten, on numbering the many leaves on the branches of a particularly ugly tree, until he felt that he wouldn't find his way back to the Baltimore State Hospital for the criminally insane. The distance, the many doors, the locks between him and Lecter were too many, and his skin starved at the thought of crawling into bed alone. He thought of Molly, and he found himself decidedly nauseous. He had to tell Jack. He couldn't do this case, not when he was emotionally invested in the only witness they had to the man behind the crimes. It was unethical. It wasn't right. Jack had every right to know, every right to pull him from the case where he'd run crying back to Molly, hugging her close and begging her to forgive him for being so fucking weak. He didn't. Instead, he called one of his colleagues— Someone that could help him set his head on straight. Someone to help him focus on realities rather than the fact that Hannibal looked rather complete with one blue eye and one maroon. Dr. Graham. Dr. Avery, Will greeted, and he sat down on a small knoll, digging the heels of his shoes into the grass. I hope I'm not interrupting. No, just finished with the patient. Can I help you with something? Dr. Avery was a psychiatrist he'd met after he'd left consulting for the FBI. Someone that worked in the same building as he did with grief patients. Although her eyes were brown and hazel, he found her lack of a living soulmate somehow comforting. She connected with her patients on an emotional level, since during her schooling she'd felt the sudden ripping sensation of losing her only bond to someone else on earth. In low-lighted areas, it looked like her eyes were the same. Will learned the story of her loss after he'd met her in low lights and made a bad joke. I am working with someone on a special case, and I wanted to ask a few questions. Get an outsider's perspective. Is your bias getting in the way of your work, Dr. Graham? Dr. Avery asked teasingly. Maybe, he said. If you're admitting it, then it must be bad. I maintain that I'm not the best doctor when it comes to soulmate therapy, he said, looking up at the sky. It mocked him with its calm, peaceful beauty. You're just the most informed, I know. You've said that before, even when I disagree. I've got a man working on a case who's come to the realization this morning that the witness to the case is his soulmate, he said. I could see you pulling him from the case on those grounds alone, she said. You of all people, Graham. Yeah. I mean, as far as laws go, he's not breaking any. Soulmates just happen. It's chemical. It's visual. And he's not to be blamed for it. A pause. You're not blaming him for it, are you? Of course not, he lied rubbing his eyes. Because there are laws against that, Graham, she reminded him. I'm not blaming him. 
It's merely an inconvenience, among other things. The witness is in a maximum security prison. If you're uncertain, I'd have you recommend someone else for the case. Despite there being no grounds other than bias, it does beg to question whether or not he will be entirely truthful if the inmate reveals something that condemns himself in the process of highlighting someone else's crimes. The laws regarding that are still hazy. Prop 54. Lesser sentencing for a person that lied under oath to protect their soulmate. Will recalled. It must be nice. You know exactly why they lie to protect. Survival. Instinct. A conscious decision. Will disagreed kindly. On the other hand, I could see you eating this up. I'm not hungry, he said, frowning. You will be, once you get over your disgust at the thought that he's connected with someone that's committed an obscene enough crime to be in maximum. I don't know how you think, but I know the things you think. They both laughed at that. Will's far more hollow, but no less amused. You could use him, Graham. Use him, he repeated. Come on, get over yourself, she urged. If the inmate isn't revealing information, who do you think they'll be more likely to talk to? You? A random cop? Or the person they see as the one singular, most important thing in their life now? Oh. Oh. How long have they been in prison? A year? Many years? A few, Will admitted. Long enough that the taste of real food is probably gone, replaced with their day-to-day -day gruel that gives enough nutrients to keep them healthy but they're hungry enough that they'd still kill for a granola bar. Among other things, he said, thinking of the way Lecter's eyes traced his body. Right, right, Avery agreed, and he could hear the excitement in her voice as she broke through to his skull. I know how cops are. Agents, too. They want a case for a reason. They'll do anything to remain on that case. You can't punish him for finding his soulmate. I would beg you not to, seeing as how cruel that is. But you could utilize him. If their drive for justice is just as strong as yours, they'll trick their soulmate. Would they be able to, though? The initial bonds are strong, he said. For the first time in his life, he could say that with the utmost sincerity, seeing as how he most certainly felt them like an iron cage around his chest. He wanted to go see Hannibal again. He firmly decided against it. Think, Graham. Think past the bias, she coached. Keep them separated for a week. Let the emotions build in the time. Coach him on how to control his emotions and the urges he feels. Then, when they're finally able to be together, let the influx of emotion be such that he's able to manipulate the inmate without their knowledge, due to the build-up, confusing and disorienting their ability to think rationally. Morally, it's horrifically gray. But yes, Avery said, not quite proud, but not condemning. It could work, he said doubtfully. We're psychiatrists, Graham. We help people, soulmates in particular, because there is something within the chemical makeup that requires a finer edge, a little more time and consideration. Just because they have buffers in the law to protect their interests doesn't mean we have to be entirely kind to those that broke the law, especially in heinous ways. I know, he said wearily. That being said, be as kind to that officer as you are to your patients, Graham. I've seen you with them. Although at work parties, you look like someone dipped shit in the punch bowl. There's a reason people keep coming back to you. Think of him like a patient. He's probably scared right now, horrified with himself. He's a cop. He wonders at his ability to connect to such a person. What does that say about him? Pro bono if you're feeling charitable. The more focused and calm you can keep him, the better luck you'll have with your work. Work with him to work with the case. 
Afterwards, he can see someone else to settle the identity crisis he's probably feeling right now. Thank you, he said honestly. I really needed to hear that. You know all of these things I just told you, Graham. You just needed to hear it outside of your own head so you could believe it. You're a good psychiatrist. That's honestly what the man needs right now. Will hung up, and he stared up at the sky above him that dared be beautiful at a time like this. Her words echoed, round and round, and by the time he felt well enough to get up without heading straight back to the institution, they'd curled in on themselves, becoming strong and sustainable with their convictions. He most certainly didn't want to join Hannibal, but he could definitely try and use him 